Cheers to that. What are you drinking? You're not the one supposed to be drinking during this. That's my job. This, my good sir, is my soda stream. Let me get my sound turned up so you can actually hear me there. Oh, there we go. <clears throat> that my, is my soda stream with some Pepsi syrup. Mm. So You are a water. fancy bitch. Not going to lie. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I can't drink alcohol, so I want to drink something. I suppose, I suppose I'll allow it. Uh, well, I, it, you don't need to allow uh, it. I'm going to uh, do it anyway, uh, bitch. Uh, <laughs> you want to try a little more uh, vocal regurgitation there? Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean. That's like the worst scat solo I've ever heard in my life. I'll be right back. One moment. That was, that was like Louis Armstrong bad. While we wait for uh, Graham to come back, I guess I'll just do the introductions by myself because, well, fuck Graham. We don't need him here on Drunk Thousand High Opinions. Another weekly episode where we, well, me at the moment, get together and uh, discuss random bullshit, whether life, the number right. 42, video games, movies, we like to get together. While you were so, you know, while you decided to just up and leave, Graham, I've decided to introduce the show to vamp a little okay. bit. I've told everybody we are listening to Drunk Thoughts and High Opinions. I am your drunk, thrust, drunk thrust, thrust, drunk host, drunken thoughts host. I'll get it out eventually. You're having some ba -da -ba 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 -ba. trouble there, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> when am I not? I'm Corey. I am your high opinions. My name is Graham, and uh, we're going to take you on a little journey today. You want to you want to hawk that a little bit more? La high opinions. High opinions. High opinions. High. We're going to. So my name is Graham Stadniewski. We're going to be doing some high opinions today. <laughs> I apologize. Like I apologize to a host of communities. <laughs> to every three people you just pissed off in our little podcast here. We are going to take you on an oral adventure today. I take Graham on oral adventures weekly. Sir, you need to Sir. stop it with that language. <laughs> what do you think their kids are listening? I am not. No, I don't care about that. I'm listening. <laughs> You're our one listener? Oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping it would be like your mom. <laughs> uh, so last week we discussed, open, uh, what did we discuss? Uh, video game adaptations and movies. And that was a long one, man. We went on for like two hours on that. We should uh, really tighten it up. People have lives, you know. People have shit to do. Yeah. So maybe we need to. I have shit to do. That was way too long of a <laughs> What do you have going on? You got nothing going on. Yeah. No, actually. Uh, <laughs> what do well, you have going on, Graham? So, Before we dive in, tell us what's going on in your world. Um, I mean, I both mostly have school right now. I'm in the middle of uh, midterms, which is at my school kind of a, like a between three weeks sort of thing. But uh, still a, a busy time uh, when you're in college. And uh, besides that, I have been doing some uh, personal work. And uh, a part of that, um, I, I was encouraged to tr uh, go back and uh, try Fallout again. Which Fallout? Fallout 4. 
Sorry. Gotcha. I yeah, no, I was going to say there's like uh, there's several six different games. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I of course, started with Fallout 3. I never got to try New Vegas uh, uh, when it was like first released or, or close to when it was first released. But I really fell in love with the game, uh, the series through 4. So uh, I got it basically at release. Uh, round mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, uh, uh, 2015, and I had loved Skyrim. I had not like been hugely familiar with Fallout Three. I tried it, but never figured out what to do. And then Fallout Four, I was like, I get this. I've played enough of Skyrim, and I know this like what they what the developers do with this kind of world. So I played it, and I really loved it, and I loved the atmosphere, and I loved the jazz. And so I decided to return to it because I was hearing uh, a, a reviewer that I uh, respect quite a bit, Conrad Zimmerman, on Podquisition. And he was talking about um, how he really enjoys that game despite its like huge anachronistic uh, 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 and complete like removals from the actual series. Like it, it completely just takes away a lot of the things that made the like the the series specific in its in in the way they you could build your character and the way it was the stats were stru- structured and they just threw all of that out. So 4 is not really a Fallout game except in name uh and 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 I guess setting. mechanics uh, setting and I guess mechanics based off of the the previous it's Bethesda not really a game except for this 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 and this but no but that, the, the, thing, the thing the thing that made it was like the the thing that made the original Fallout games uh their 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 like uniqueness was the world the the uh top down kind of like Isom- looking not isometric but it was yeah uh, I know what you're saying. Yeah. kind of like Diablo world and then the and the mm. the oh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Dungeons and Dragons style like character building and then they were bought by Bethesda and they made three and three basically took the world the RPG element and then made it into a first person shooter cool some people were angry most people were like fine I'll take it most people love that that uh, I remember when Fallout 3 came out you know I was like late high school, early college, and it was like, yeah. have you checked out this game? It was Gangbusters. It was pretty cool. Like, absolutely, you know, yeah. a, a first person shooter, which you know, at the time of COD and Halo and a bunch of and those let me big tell games, you, it holds up. Know. Fallout Three holds up. I, I, I stand by it. Right. But I remember just a lot of people recommending it to me, thinking yeah. I'd enjoy it. And they're like, oh, you got to check out this. It's like post apocalyptic. It takes place yeah. in the future after the like nuclear war, and, and you know, like if if the Cold War had you know become uh, you know it, it had gone south and. Atomic bonds have gone off and it takes place, you know, each game takes place in a different time period of like after the nuclear blasts have happened. So they kind of jump mm-hmm. around in the timeline. They're not sequential. Like one, no. I don't think leads right into two, leads right into three. I don't think that actually happens. I think it's just like one, you're in this time period and two, you're in this time period, but it's all yep. post-apocalyptic. So everybody's like, you really like this. There, um, think of them as like short stories in one extended universe. Short being a misnomer because they are long <laughs> fair games. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> uh, uh, they are, they're, uh, uh, antho- antho- anthological novels. There you go. There's that anthological writing degree working for you in uh, in a in a greater universe. Yeah. Um. But so yeah, so three came out. It got it got mostly positive reviews. Uh, some diehard fans of the original were angry that it wasn't still top down. 
whatever yeah, things change when uh, new developers come along get over Obs- it even obsidian the people who originally made the game were like hey can we have a go and they and bethesda said here are some stipulations you have to use our engine you have to uh complete it in 18 months and it has to get higher than 80 percent on metacritic which for a game that was what like two thousand eight two thousand nine this the well the game released in two thousand ten so that means yeah. that they got this deal basically in late two thousand seven or two thousand eight well if they had eighteen months it must have been late two thousand eight to release in two thousand ten but or either way at that point in time for video game development that's like unheard of for some a game of that scale like yeah. you could do an indie game you could make you know fucking Minecraft in that amount of time oh yeah but. To make a full-fledged, like, fully thought-out RPG. An open with all the dialogue, world game. Open world, yeah, all that. That was pretty, that's pretty gnarly. Exactly. Uh, of them. And yet, that was New Vegas, right? New Vegas. So and that's, like, Obsidian, widely considered probably, like, the best one in the series. It is, yeah. And when it released, <clears throat> it they did follow the stipulations. They used the same engine so that it was basically, it felt like a DLC to Fallout 3 almost. Well, that's what it was supposed to be, right? It was an add-on. Uh, well, I think that's what that's what Bethesda wanted it to feel like. Was like Obsidian did this massive DLC for Fallout Three, but it was yeah. ba- it was just its own. Game. I always thought it was an expansion DLC. Yeah, yeah, I, I did too for a long time, and then um, and then Fallout. Uh, so uh, that came. They did it in eighteen months. It came out. Uh, it was a little buggy because obviously it's Bethesda still. It's Bethesda's <laughs> engine. It was made in 18 months, and they weren't allowed. They asked for like one month extension. They're like, we if we get if you give us one month, that it will be so polished. And Bethesda was like, what well, what about that 18 months? You're not going to get paid. And they were like, fine, release it. And then uh, Obsidian released the game. It got 79 on Metacritic. <laughs> And Bethesda, because it did not get that third stipulation, did not pay them. And Beth- mm. and Obsidian almost went under until they were saved by uh, some other thing. I just know that aspect of the story. And it's – that's – We know you hate up. Bethesda. Yeah, that's pretty I, yeah, fucked up. Yeah. We're not going to go down that road. I don't like that kind of shit. Um, Obsidian has come out and said they would make another Fallout game, though. I was reading an article earlier. Yeah. yeah. That they're like, yeah, they're totally not make more Fallout. I remember uh, uh, Microsoft obtained. It was Microsoft that uh, saved, saved them. Obsidian. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, they bought Obsidian Thank you, Bill Gates. way back when, uh, or Phil Spencer, I guess in this case. Uh, yeah. But but <laughs> like they uh, they bought Obsidian way back when. They've been doing stuff like Pillars of Eternity and whatnot, which are which are pretty good games. I haven't played them, but I've heard from my brother and people who you know uh, love those kinds of games say it's really good. So Obsidian got to, like, reestablish itself. And then when Microsoft bought Bethesda, I just had this picture in my mind of the uh, president of Obsidian and Todd Howard being brought into a room. And Microsoft's like, all right, you guys are going to work together on the next Fallout game. And and, and it's just <laughs> the president of, of, of Obsidian smirking at Todd Howard. And Todd Howard looks super fucking awkward. <laughs> if there was ever a fucking sitcom... That needed to be made. There it is. 
There it is. There it is. <laughs> there it is. That's the history. That's the history between the two main characters that yeah. you need. What you just recounted is what we see during the opening credits. Yes, yes. And, and then, then and then boom. we'll learn and then we'll learn all that backstory that I just told you about Bethesda like giving those stipulations and <laughs> that'll be like related that's why they fucking hate each other. It's the <laughs> odd they couple, have to make but us fall out video games. <laughs> and you can even it's title the perfect. show Fallout. Yeah. Like it, would work. it works on so many levels. <laughs> I think we just fixed TV, Graham. I think we did. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm on board with this. We need to pitch this. If I was give, me, an give me the head of Netflix. If I was an executive, I'd hire us. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> you know what? And I would give us a raise. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm... Mm. Good stuff. We just fixed television single television needs fixing single-handedly we fix tv well, that's the important part four hands no? technically okay well quad handily quad we handily. didn't really we didn't really use our hands so uh i always use my hands graham you know this fair enough um hi <laughs> <laughs> These Why gin and tonics are this? really strong. <laughs> <laughs> These bowls are really strong, speaking of. Smoke that bowl. What are you smoking tonight? Anything? Well, you can't talk. You're smoking. So I'm going to continue jamming on my gin and tonic. But uh, that does bring us uh, to our topic of today, which is open world games. and Or what I like to call those types of games, sandbox games. I think those two terms are kind of synonymous in the gaming world. But in my mind, a game that allows you to just go off and do whatever the fuck you want is a sandbox game, a game that yeah. has a clear and defined direction with just a little bunch of little shit on the side, um, a la Ghost of Tsushima, Assassin's Creed, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn and Forbidden West, uh, Shadows of Mordor, Batman Arkham City, those types of games. I consider those open world games. Does that make sense? Mm. It's a okay. it's a fine distinction. And it's only in my mind. So I'm not saying this is the gospel truth, <clears throat> but it's just like a sandbox lets you do whatever you want with that world versus other worlds just let you go out and explore that world. But you still have like yeah. Skyrim and Fallout. You can tell the story to fuck off and you're fine. But like Horizon, there's only so much you can do before you're going to have to go back to the storyline. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like you can go off and explore that open world and it's gorgeous, but eventually you're going to have to come back and trade in a quest, talk to yeah. another person and then open up more of the map. And so there, there is not much of a distinction between open world and sandbox, as you've said. However, open oh, world, fuck you then. I, I distinguish open world as whatever game, hmm. uh, 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 weighing obviously uh, the first tutorial <laughs> Past that opens up the entire map to you without any barriers except yourself. So, games, games such as um, Horizon Zero Dawn are open world game is an open world game. Like you pass that first tutorials essentially, which is just like the first an open world area 
Well, no, actually. I was going to say, no, because no, you have no. to like follow the storyline to open up the next section of the map. Yeah, you're right. No, you get like a third, no. a third, and a third. Horizon Zero Dawn is a, is a sandbox game, but it's not a it's not an open world game because it allows you to do what you want, but not it does not open up the entire map to you until you have, you know. So you kind of, you only disagree with the labels, but you do agree with the distinction. Yes. You think they yeah. should be flipped. The labels that I just described should be flipped. Yes, essentially. Okay. Yeah. Right. Sandbox allows you to do whatever. Open world allows you to go wherever. You may have just convinced me. This is going to be the shortest episode yet. You convinced me, folks. <laughs> I'm getting better at this. <laughs> that or I'm just making my drink stronger. That could be. I don't know. Or not strong enough. I can't quite tell anymore. Maybe I just need to smoke another bowl. Speaking of, you asked me what I'm smoking. Same old, same old. It's the uh, 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 pink, pink Kush this week. The I'm just making it again. last. Three, three. Yeah. Damn, he's going. He's going for it, folks. All right. What I, I'm I thinking can, is I can respect instead, a man who makes a commitment. Yeah. To his smoking plants. What I need to do. What I need to do for this. What show do you need to do? Is is get like a bulk bag like I've been doing, but then also get like three and a half grams of different of like five different. You can uh, barely uh, handle one gram on this show. And then and then make that joke every five, week. I know you are. I'm going to get three and a half grams of every uh, five different strains, and then I'll just have those set aside for the show. I I just need to do that. I I don't know why I haven't. Hey man, you made a commitment to the pink Kush. I can respect that. I, you know. I like a nice pink cushion. It's bulk. Too. It's bulk. It's like it's it's Bud Light <laughs> it's for me. It's the Sam's Club of weed. Yeah, it's the. <laughs> <laughs> you got Kirkland brand weed. Is that what you're telling me? You know what? Yes, that's exactly well, I mean, what I'm no saying. No judgment here, man. Hey, it's, it's here in Canada. You could probably go to Costco and pick up some weed. Who knows? I don't know. Well, did you hear that they've just announced that uh, that Uber Eats is going to be delivering weed in Toronto? I don't did we not. live in a magical world? God bless. Well, that's Canada. Close enough. <laughs> God bless North America. Yeah, there you go. Awkward silence. <laughs> Except for Alaska. Except for Alaska. You know what? Yeah, Ethan? Ethan, 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 if you're listening to this, fuck you. <laughs> I love you, Ethan. We need to talk. Another listener bites the dust. Another one Another bites listener. the dust. <laughs> yeah. uh, He's like... What did I ever do to these what did guys? I, I thought do? I got along with them pretty well. And but this you is know, the first episode just, he's listened to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be fucking hilarious? He's just like, he's just like, huh. Like every episode we just need to like, <laughs> shout out to a new person. I just told the fuck off. Did we do like Marco a couple weeks ago too? Yeah, did. But like, Ethan's like, I think I'm going to tune in to see, you know, see, see what these guys have been up to. I feel like they might be doing something fun. And it's like, fuck you, Ethan Feaster. And he's like, well, I feel like that's very unprovoked, but okay, you know. <laughs> I, um, you you go ahead and do what you're gonna do. <laughs> that did that you, is exactly what he would. Did you yeah. did you like my Ethan impression? That was a very I thought that good was Ethan actually impression. pretty good. That was a very good Ethan impression. I just need the cowboy hat. <laughs> He's the Alaskan cowboy, folks. Our buddy Ethan Feaster, he, he's up in Alaska, but he definitely belongs in like a spaghetti western. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just to double back to open world games, I, I think what you would like Elder Scrolls games have accomplished the true open world sandbox game that is 
past the tutorial, you are given the world and you can just go around. You can go fucking anywhere in those games from the start of the game. Yeah, in you can every definitely Johnny Cash that shit. I've been and, everywhere, man. Yeah. Um, so Bethesda is and remains the master of the open world and sandbox game, despite my fucking hatred of them currently. I was going to say, are we talking open world games or are we going to talk, are we going to bash Bethesda? No, no. Let's I, pick a theme here. That, I, no, I'm just, that, I was just, <laughs> just saying that. All right. So they are the masters of it. They, they know how to do it. So I predict that Starfield will do well. Will do well because Fallout 4 was at least good. Like that's, it was at least good and it, and it, had a lot of like capabilities and of course the modding community always helps um i mean but they've saved like every bethesda game they, they the saved every years. bethesda games uh bethesda game what i what my problem is in, in that respect i'm just gonna this is this has to do with it i'm just gonna Wait. take a, i'm just gonna take 30 60 you seconds want, is this your high mind a minute sure all right three two one so the problem with Bethesda using their uh, – uh, I really just don't like it that they don't finish their games. Really, honestly, that's the problem. They just need to finish their fucking games. Like they, they – oh, I, I always hear them like we're so open to the modding community and we really want it to be their game. And I'm like that's not the point of this. We want a finished game. Modders still take finished great games and make them better. Look at Witcher 3. People mm -hmm. still took that game and modded it to shit, and people took Elden Ring, which is a practically perfect game in my in like terms of it of what it sets out to do. It people have still modded it and done what they want, and Bethesda is just like reveling in the fact that they don't complete their games. They get to like eighty percent or eighty five percent of their games. They basically release betas. They release betas of their games, and then people uh, have modded them until they're finished. And I fucking hate it. That was almost a minute on the dot. I like it. Uh, yeah, I agree. <clears throat> There's a difference between modding a game and fixing a game. In my mind, modding as a game is to add uh, aftermarket uh, tweaks to make the game easier or more towards your personal preference, not to make the game functional. Mm -hmm. Like, it should already be functional. I, I mean, and sadly, this is just not going to be the case nowadays. But like when you bought a game back in the day, you expected it to work because it's like you had no choice. If yeah. it didn't work, you were fucked. <clears throat> but now in this day and age of patches and whatnot, like 90 percent of the games ship with a buttload of bugs. And then there's just a day one patch to fix it. It's I don't know. I personally do don't know, agree with it, but it's never do you know when change. modding is uh, a good idea. When, a when game, you put Thomas the Tank Engine in Skyrim? <laughs> sure. No, I think it's good when a game is a few years out of date and you want to upgrade the graphics a little bit and make it look a, a little bit more modern but play that that. Uh, but even that that's not a mod. I mean, I wouldn't consider that a mod. I'd consider that a patch. A mod, I would say, is uh, like coming from you or I. A patch would come from the developer to make the game better or a remaster. It's, yeah, it's no, kind of like are, the source. These are... These are uh, 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 fan-made mods to improve the graphics, so that—that's what I'm okay. saying. Is like that. That's well, the developer what, I should think should do that. That's what they okay. want I, uh, me too. Yeah. But but, <laughs> but the, like the fact yes, the fact that there. people have to do that right off the bat 
with is Bethesda ridiculous. games is ridiculous. That they like from the first moment are like, we can improve these graphics. Um, Boop. like Fallout Four came out in 2015, and it did not look much better than Skyrim in 2011. It looked, I'd say, fifteen percent better. And that which for that four year gap. That that should have that should have been at least a ninety to a hundred percent improvement in graphics from those. <laughs> that should have been a much bigger margin, considering considering Oblivion. I'm trying to remember if we had a console jump in there. I don't think we did. I think we were both on. No, we no, went from PS3 to PS4, right? Xbox 360 to to Xbox One. Xbox One. Yeah, so yeah, yep. it definitely should have looked much better if we had a console jump. Yeah, sh- okay. Generation. Maybe 90 to 100. It should have been at least a 50% improvement on graphics. Considering yeah. the graphics I was agreeing with you for the record. Uh, I was considering like, the graphic jump, graphics jump from Oblivion to Fallout and Fallout to Skyrim. It should have been way better. <laughs> and those were just like a couple of years apart. In there, that's like 2006, 2008, 2010, and 2011. Like those are tiny year differences, and yet those were much bigger, you know, yeah. jumps in graphic graphics well, qualities. We had a huge renaissance in games in the late uh, 2000s, in like early 2000 teens. Yeah, it was pretty astounding if you look at like the graphic jumps. Man, I remember the fucking 64 day, day of 64 yeah. games. So I remember. You remember? I remember. So, so I've hugely criticized it, yeah. and but I wanted to give it a fair analysis, and that is fair. Fallout seventy six. Oh, oh, Graham! If we're going to talk about that hot piece of garbage, yes, yes. Uh, but I wanted I've... I I have only ever criticized it. As some, as a person who is angry at Bethesda's business practices and the history surrounding the game, I have only ever put about 45 minutes of gameplay into the game. So now you want to criticize it for just being a horrible fucking game. Yes. Okay. So I... Oh, sorry. Spoilers. Uh, I have been playing. I played about three hours today. Maybe less. Of 76. No, more. Uh, I played maybe too much of it today. <laughs> um... <laughs> But, it was about two hours and 59 minutes too much. Yes. It <laughs> is a problematic game. I want to like it. Like, that's the thing is I really want to like it. It has the right mechanics um, for, like, it's Fallout 4 online. Yeah. It's just an MMO of 4, basically. Basically, yeah. At its core. And it has a lot of potential the problem is that they are so much more excited about getting you to buy stuff from their their store than actually playing the game now do these stores cost in-game currency or real world currency real world currency <clears throat> oh shit fuck yeah that's the problem and the and and the game's free to play though right it is no no you can you you buy it but i am downloading it through game pass okay so it's typically a you pay a retail yeah, cost yeah so i you, 
pay more I would to get never more shite. spend money on this piece of shit. I would never spend money on this piece of shit. Don't hold I, back, Graham. Tell us how you really feel. I'm use I'm using my Game Pass to download games that I wouldn't uh, pay for or buy or uh, play extensively. You know, not games that mm-hmm. I plan to play to the end necessarily, um, or games that I I own on another uh, platform and just don't feel like play, buying again on Xbox. That's the real purpose of uh, Game Pass in the end, and. Um, mm-hmm. And so I downloaded Fallout 76 and it's terrible. My biggest issue with it is it feels like I'm playing a cloud game. It feels like I'm playing a, a game over streaming because every time I shoot something, it there's just a little tiny delay. And so I don't know if I've actually damaged anything or killed anything for like maybe a half second to a second. After which doesn't seem like much, but in a fast paced game where you're trying to in kill a, a fast paced game, it matters. Yeah. And um, I was hoping that that would have been fixed because I knew that that was a criticism from people early on, but it never did. And this game is what? Three years old at this point. Uh, three 2018. Four? So three, no, four, four nearly roughly five four years. years, nearly five years. Yeah. Now, are you streaming it off oh, of the, the game class, or are you actually downloading it? I'm not streaming. I downloaded it. Okay. Yeah, just, that's, just, that's, I didn't want to, to be stream, fair, just but sure I we're... down, yeah, of course. I, I downloaded it, and it still feels like it's being streamed um, with good internet, but still, like, mm. that's the problem, is it, when you have that little tiny glitch, and, yeah. you know, there are certain types of games where I'll allow that little tiny, you know, break. Um, but first person games, no, you don't want that. They, like Final Fantasy 14, you're probably okay, but yeah, yeah. MMOs, uh, uh, like World of Warcraft, uh, Final Fantasy 14, Elder Scrolls Online, those I'm fine with like a little tiny, but here and there, but when I'm playing first person, oh God, I, I don't like that. And no, I need it. You're trying I to move to the next enemy. You're trying to do response. things. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it should be much faster. So no, I hear you. Yeah. What um? um it, what it, is what's theory, an open? It's, in theory, right. it's a good game, but uh, on paper. Yeah, on paper, it's a good game. In practice, it's shitty. Get the microtransactions out of there. Honestly, just get the microtransactions out of there, and uh, uh, and fix the fucking tutorial. Um. The tutorial didn't tell me shit. It, I just would walk. It was it was like basically signs. It's like they gave me the opening cutscene. It told me like, oh, we've been waiting in the vault for like forty years. Now we're ready to like go outside. And then I, my character, like oversleeps, and everybody's already gone outside. And then she like goes out and every and there's all these like tables and all these robots that are giving you things and they're explaining like, oh, you're going to need this outside. And it's like healing stuff and a personal camp that you can take and put out and all blah, blah, blah. But you don't actually do anything with it. They just tell you that you'll be using it and they give you like seven things. I would. It's like. How am I supposed to remember this instead of like the best game tutorials are ones where they give you something and they explain it and have you use it and then you'll it'll come into play later. You know, they just give you uh, like an example of it so you don't forget it. I'm sorry. 
the man who loves FromSoft games where there's like nothing to go Those on. Those games don't need any explanation. You just go. They, no, no, they fucking do. They don't need you. Don't need the explanation, but Fuck the you. world fucking they does. They don't need explanation. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry. The guy who plays FromSoft games where there's like no tutorial. The only thing you get is like, here's how you control your character. Have fun. That's all you. That's need. all you get. That's all you need. How to control the character. You that that's all you need in those games. And you get like a bunch of items. Like, what the fuck is an Estes flask? You don't know. You just have to figure it item out. Item descriptions. Everything has great item descriptions. Well, did you read your Fallout seventy six item descriptions? No, because they're all self explanatory. <gasps> get fucked, sir. I'm sorry. Like I will. It's not a different kind Fallout of game. It's a different gonna, kind of game. I'm gonna tear you down for your analytical abilities on this one. Because Fallout, fuck you, man. Fallout games have dialogue constantly. They are constantly telling you what to do. They literally just tell you like oh, do this. But a game it's a that different kind to... of game. It's a different kind of game. Uh, the Dark Souls the... games don't tell you anything, but you they don't need to because they just no, you just I need to know how to control the game. Wholeheartedly beg to differ because I remember the first time I popped on Bloodborne and I was like, "What the fuck is going on? Where's the fucking <laughs> tutorial? Like, how do I do this shit? What the fuck is a blood vial? Like, what the? F- no, you don't need a tutorial because you figured that shit out over to over time. But yes. fall no saying oh we're the <laughs> yes. tutorial. I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on. I gotta call the leg store because you got nothing to stand on on for that one. Yeah, I went there. Grind your weed. Your what is it? Deadpool, right? Yeah, my little Deadpool. Your little Deadpool. Uh, yeah, adorable. No. I, I agree with you. Seventy six is a hot piece of garbage for a lot of reasons. Microtransactions. Uh, the fact that there was a bait and switch when the game came out. Like the game was buggy. It was empty when it started. Yeah. There was the a fact, slew the fact that of they issues. have charged full amounts for every single yeah. expansion that has come out is for a game that should be Wait, free. that game has expansions? Yes. Fuck that noise. It has had like four expansions at this point. Well, that's like four too many, but yeah, right? I'm sorry. So again, it, right? Like they I'm they not going to defend 76, but Here, let's, let, that just back for out. context, let's talk about this for a moment. So uh, people who are listening, Don't talk, nobody's, the nobody's listening. No, no. When this game released, when this game released, there were no NPCs at all. And they were like, just like our just listeners, the, the characters, the, yeah, and the characters, uh, the players will just be the the world. And it was like, you realize that doesn't work when you have a huge map and you're going to be putting only like 28 players or 21 players or something like that in each in a, in like an instance, <clears throat> and you like that just doesn't work. And so they're like, we're gonna don't worry, it's coming. It's like. We paid full price for this, and it's not a finished game. It's like this is in its alpha. <laughs> it's almost like it's a Bethesda game. Yeah, it was. This was like all Bethesda games before had been released in their beta phases, basically. But Fallout seventy six was the first game that was released in its alpha phase. <clears throat> yeah, and it's still in its beta phase, I would say. Um, but that's because it was released in its alpha stage and we have continued to pay full prices or like median prices for unfinished products and i think we as a society need to start questioning 
when we do Careful, that. Careful, don't and insult society. <laughs> I'm part of a society. I'm, I'm, I'm insulting myself here. Hey, are you, though? <laughs> I've fallen really prey to this. Mm. All right. We've, we've, we've been on the Fallout train, Bash Fallout, Bath Bethesda train long enough. Let's flip the script a little bit. Let's talk a little bit more about open world games in general. So, like, give me an open world game that you absolutely love, Graham. That isn't Bethesda. Ideally. Okay. Because I feel like um, if we go back down the Bethesda rabbit hole, you're just going to sit here and bash Todd Howard in the face, fair, like, fair enough. repeatedly. Fair enough. <laughs> so. um, well, can I say Bethesda game if, and I, if I promise not to bash? No, because you can't okay. escape it. That's fair. <laughs> and don't say Elden Ring either, please, because we know you would yeah, blow Elden yeah. Ring to the ends um, of the earth. <clears throat> so give me your second favorite open world game. <laughs> Behind oh, Elden Ring, man, that's a that's a really difficult question. That's um, why I'm asking it. It called generating generating uh, conversation. I would say the Outer Worlds. Mm. Okay, okay. Um, it's it's a different kind of open world. It has many different maps, and so. Yeah, it's an open world game. I was thinking Dead about it. It's like you have to, I was thinking Dead air. I was thinking about whether or not it is an open world game because of like you being locked off from the other maps, but no because e- each map is like they're open worlds with their own fucking shit going on. It's an open world game. Um that's a that's a strong strong game. It's the same uh developers who did Fallout New Vegas. Obsidian. Uh, Obsidian and uh, it's that them I think releasing in 2019, uh, and it was yeah. so good that they immediately got greenlit for a sequel, um, which is coming out next year I believe, um, or or 2024. But I'm shocked you didn't say something like Breath of the Wild. Oh. Mm-hmm. 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 I can see some gears turning. You're making you're making me question my whole fucking life. <laughs> all your life's decisions suddenly coming all to the forefront all my life's decisions um, well that one night you know the night I'm talking about oh man good decision just saying uh, Breath of the Wild is a great game you know what I think yeah I did I wasn't I was I was I was high and I'm gonna smoke another bowl but yeah, no 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 hold on hold on you are high I am high Past versus present tense. You're the fucking writer. Do not make me correct your grammar. Fine. I am high. I <laughs> I fucked up. I forgot about Breath of the Wild. I would say I would I would definitely like that game more than Outer Worlds. Out. Um that Breath of the Wild is just gorgeous. Breath of the Wild it again is a the special. It's like, oh I beat it on the Wii U back in the day when it first came out. And I've recently bought a Switch. And I've been replaying Breath of the Wild in preparation for Tears of the Kingdom, the Breath of the Wild sequel. Yeah. And holy shit, is that just such a fun game where you just, you just as you said, after the tutorial, you can go do whatever the fuck you want. Yep. 
and it's just such a charming world. It's It's got so many little nooks and crannies to dive into, and it'll just keep you occupied for hours. The thing is, I was thinking about Breath of the Wild when I talked about like that that opening tutorial, and then once you get out, you're just free to go. And then I forgot about it when you asked me what my favorite <laughs> open world it wasn't Bethesda. But I was so caught up in, like, not Bethesda, not Bethesda, and I just <laughs> completely forgot about Nintendo. The power of marijuana, folks. The power of marijuana. So yeah, this is why I drink because I, I won't start forgetting shit for like another half hour. There, um, and then I won't remember a damn thing. So yeah, Breath of the Wild. I remember when they announced that game in like oh same, twenty fourteen, or something, and um, yes. I I remember the video where it was it was the creator. I'm forgetting his name of Zelda. And talking to or showing the Shigeru Miyamoto. Miyamoto, thank you. Miyamoto san. Shigeru Miyamoto san. Miyamoto san was the showing the uh uh like demo of Breath of the Wild to the creator of Star Fox. And I don't know that guy. You don't know that guy. But he, I don't know that but guy. They were, they He's were, not as cool. <laughs> uh uh also a great game, uh uh, game creator, but just not as famous. But he, but they was like they were like he was showing off the game, and they were talking about it, and it became like this uh, legendary video because it was like twenty or thirty minutes of just the two guys talking to each other while playing Breath of the Wild, and people. Oh, I know were the video like, you're talking about. People were like relishing um, that video because it was like two like really really great uh, uh, game developers who yeah, two icons of the industry. Yeah, people didn't get often get to like. You know, here, especially talking to each other. Um, so I remember when, and that was like basically when they announced the game. It was like announcement. It was, and then uh, like within they a announced weeks. it, and then this was, yeah, this was uh, like within a follow up because they announced it with a trailer <clears throat> where it was just the landscape, and then Link came riding over a hill on a horse, chased by what we now know was a guardian one of those like tentacled robots and then he turns around jumps off the horse and shoots the guardian with a uh, an arrow and it's it was just super badass and i remember losing my fucking mind like oh my god that looks so cool yeah it was like oh my god we we're going to be able to do some like badass fighting in this game and people fucking did yeah there was some cool combat um the graphics, I, I still like uh, Twilight Princess's graphics better. Though. Yeah, I liked the realistic, more realistic um, uh, uh, direction of of um, like I think what they Twilight wanted Princess. with Ocarina of Time was supposed to be more realism, and same with Twilight Princess. But yeah. um, and do you remember? Uh, I I don't remember it at the beginning. I, I vaguely do. My brother does more, but we've talked about it a lot, and I vaguely remember it. It was this very, very, very realistic, um, uh, like cutscene of Link of him fighting uh, of Link fighting the spider. The spider, yes. Do you remember yeah. that one? I do. That was for the Wii U. It was a tech demo uh, for the Wii U. Yeah. Huge fucking cock tease that just never. And it wasn't. Never happened. It wasn't super realistic. I suggest you go back and rewatch it because it was not as realistic. For the as time. For the time. For the time, it, it just was like so. it was. 
it was still on like Twilight Princess's graphical scale, but it just it was a little bit you know it, it just toned it up a little bit, but it still was not super realistic. But I remember well, being excited for it for sure, and I was like really looking forward to the next game being that. But then we got Breath of the Wild, which I think married Twilight Princess and Wind Waker's I was art styles say, perfectly. Yeah, and and not to, I'm not probably don't means disparaging Breath of the Wild's graphics. I just I think you know if I could choose my, my own perfect Zelda game, it would have more serious. Uh, yeah, I'd love to see FromSoft make a Zelda game. Oh, that would be that would be so dark. That would be so fucking dark, wouldn't it? And it would just be fucking amazing. Yeah. That'd be that'd be great. Um, I mean, my characters are you, pretty much Link anyway. Make, in any have, FromSoft it game. would be a from it, it would be a FromSoft game, so you'd end up making your own character. Or or they would have you pick Link or Zelda, or Sheik, or Sheik. They could give you like a few different characters. I don't know. Yeah, I you, feel got, like, you got a warrior, like a rogue, from, and a mage. I feel like FromSoft they would they would uh, more just encourage. They would probably have those characters be in the game, but then you would kill them. At some point, and get their <clears throat> and get their armor. Zelda's like the fucking shrine maiden. You're yeah, like, exactly. Nope. Like they would, be, steps they would be like bosses at a certain point. <laughs> <laughs> That's a FromSoft game. <laughs> Link Zelda. No, no. And you know what FromSoft is? FromSoft is where you play as Ganon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you My kill Link God. for being an impetuous little douchebag to his plans. While you try to, you know, relink the flame and take over Hyrule. Uh, or FromSoft is where Ganon is the, um, is the, uh, 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 who is the final, what's his name? The final, uh, uh, boss of the DLC of the Ringed City. Oh, oh uh, Gale. 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 Yeah, Gale, Mike yeah. Gale. He would be that epic, like, Fuck. DLC boss that is just so over the top hard. <laughs> that was such a fun fight. But that let's not go down fight. that road. We don't need to reminisce. We, we've, we've done enough nostalgia on this. Um, all right, yeah, Breath of the Wild, definitely a great game. Did you ever play Arkham City? I did not. I always wanted to beat Arkham Asylum first, and I recently yeah. started playing it again, and then I moved, and in the move, got distracted and started playing other stuff. Okay. Arkham City just hit its, like, anniversary of some date. It might have been 12 years, 13 years or something, and fuck, is that game just, like... The perfect blend of, you know, letting you do what you want while having a great through line story and just having so much fun side content to work on. And plus you have all the iconic villains that are brought in, you know, that everybody knows from DC. So that was such a great game. I, that, yeah. that always comes to the forefront of my brain for open world games or sandbox, I guess, is how we're uh, de- describing those ones. Uh, what about Shadow of Mordor? I mentioned that one earlier. And with oh. I've been watching Rings of Power and just seeing like the tie-in because it's not really tied in, but like the lore is still there because they do kind of mesh. If do you, you know, know the, the only lore. bad thing about Shadow of Mordor, the sequel, yes, Shadow of Mordor is a perfect game. It's a it, through and through. It took a universe that seemed to be unadaptable to video games and. Suddenly, because they like a lot of them had not been great. A lot of them, a the two lot. towers and Return of the King games, those hack and slash back those in like the original okay. Xbox. Those were fun. they were a f- hell of fun. Those were very hell fun. fun. I wouldn't say they were good games. They were just very fun. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, like they they weren't well made games. They were just like they took a movie a basic... tie games are never good. Yeah, exactly. So so. But, they were fun for Shadow sure. of Mordor coming along and like presenting this way 
before uh, that whole conflict of Lord of the Rings. Prequel. Yeah, this prequel, like a thousand years or two thousand years before or something like that. Mm, yeah, about a thousand. And it's supposed to be after, you know, Sauron's been defeated, but, you know, you know, of course, later. So, if you so play the story, you realize yeah. it's not quite the case. Yeah. It takes and a then, few liberties. Yeah, it takes a few liberties. Um, but, it, oh my god, I loved that game. That was one of the first games I got when I got an Xbox One close to release. I didn't get it on release, but I got it, like, within the month of release. See, that's funny, because that's the game that prompted me to buy an Xbox One. I had an Xbox 360, or no, I had a PS3. I, I had a last-generation console, and, yeah, it, was, it must have been a PS3, and I bought Shadow of Mordor for it. And it was just a buggy mess. The console just couldn't handle it. It was clearly a next-gen game that, I mean, I could have suffered through on the previous generation if I really had the tenacity, of which I just don't, or the patience, which is zero. So I remember thinking, okay, games have gotten to the point where I need to upgrade my console. And so I went out and bought uh, an Xbox One. Yeah. And that was the first game I bought for it. Or no, I, I, it came with a bunch of games. And I eventually bought you got Shadow a PS4 from Best Buy for like 50. Yeah, PS4. PS4. No, Xbox One. Excellent. <laughs> I eventually got a PS4 too, but I bought an Xbox <laughs> One. I usually, yeah. usually my order of consoles were Sony, or uh, excuse me, my order of consoles for a long time was Microsoft, uh, Nintendo, then Sony. Yeah, but uh, I have since break, broken the mold and got a PS5. Uh, Sony is now taking the forefront of yeah. my my consoles, but yeah, not the point. The point being is, I remember thinking like I need a new console, and I went and bought an Xbox One yeah. because I wanted to play Shadow of Mordor, and I also got all the Gears games and a bunch of other cool cool games and Halo and yeah. shit, which was awesome. Master Chief Collection, um, which brings me to my next open world game, Halo Infinite. I've never played Halo Infinite. That's the newest one, right? That is the latest Halo game. I have not played 5 or Infinite. Um, Well, you can can definitely just go straight to Infinite without playing 5. I'll tell you that right now. 5 is shit? They basically... I don't want to say retcon, but they're just like, yeah, okay, this is what happened in 5. We don't care. Moving on. Like, basically, everything that happened in 5 is resolved in the opening cutscene. Oh, Okay. Yeah, it's garbage. <coughs> uh, Infinite, though, does a great job of balancing OG Halo combat, you know, that, that original Halo combat evolved. If you remember, you probably, because uh, you were a little young, so you probably don't remember, but, like, when that original Xbox dropped and you got that Halo game and you played through that first level, which is, you can consider that the tutorial, that you know, the, the Pillar of Autumn. And then you got dropped into the second level, Halo. And it was kind of an open world where you had an objective. You had three objectives, but you could do them in any order you want. And you could just go around and, and fight the Covenant in however like in ever, ever order and drive around in the Warthog and save the Marines. And just you got onto that planet and it was the first time you saw Halo 2 where you could actually like look up and see the Halo mm-hmm. on a full 360 view. Well, I just Halo 2 like, was the first Holy Halo- shit. Halo 2 was the first Halo game I played. Um, and I played it when I was like six or seven. Yeah, um, you were young. I was very young, so I do remember. I do remember that. Um, I I remember my brother. Uh, oh my god! Actually, Hold I remember being much younger. Hold the one second. You're out of focus. Hard. Mm. 
I don't know if it's the resolution of your camera or there we what, go. but you are just wicked out of focus. There we go. A little better. Okay. And continue. Um, I remember being fucking much younger. Um, and uh, when I was, you know, like a tiny kid, my parents, uh, uh, when they were just getting started in winemaking, had some other winemaker friends who had a, a more successful business and their sons were like teenagers. And so obviously when fucking, uh, you may, when people make friends and one pair of friends has older uh, kids and one pair of friends has younger kids, they ask the older kids to be babysitters. That almost always happens. So these two that almost made sense, but continue. The, these these so these two uh, really really hardcore gamer kids for like two thousand two, like really hardcore gamers for two thousand two, uh, who were like sixteen and fourteen, became babysitters for me and my brother who were like you know three and nine. <laughs> And I hate how young you are. I know. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. And so uh, <clears throat> we, I remember them playing Halo a lot. And uh, I have this vivid memory. One of my first memories of Halo was them, like, killing each other. Just, just one, just one-on-one. And uh, uh, what a great memory for a child. Yep, <laughs> it was great. Well, it was just a video game. I didn't. I I knew it was fucking harmless. And mm-hmm. so uh, they, uh, uh, like one one brother. I think it was the younger brother was like on top of a building and had a sniper rifle pointed at at um at his older brother. And he's like, "All right, I fucking got you, you piece of shit." And um not actually in those words, but he's like, "Yeah." And um <laughs> and the older brother just pivoted and 360 or 180 no-scoped with another sniper? Yes, with another with another sniper and killed the younger brother instantly. Hugged. Yep. Headshot. Right when he was in his <laughs> his uh, uh, vision. So we didn't get the game for another like three years, but I remember seeing it when I was really young. And then my brother was like, we're going to fucking get it when we finally get a, a Xbox 360. Mark my words. See, it was funny. My parents bought us an Xbox when they first dropped for a Christmas present, my brother and I. And for the like... For the first month Halo came out, he and his brother, uh, my brother and my, his buddy, Wesley, what, uh, Wesley, was that his name? Anyway, some kid, they rented Halo for like a month every weekend and tried to beat it on Legendary. Couldn't do it. So after like three weeks, they just dropped down to normal and did it over the course of a weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my brother Carl came to me, and this is back when games cost 50 bucks. He goes, hey, man, I know you got some money for Christmas. Do you want to split Halo? Do you want to buy Halo and kick in 25 bucks and I'll kick in the other 25 and buy it? And I'm like, I was 10, 11, 12 at the time. And, you know, you know, I was like, my brother is interacting with me. Yay, he's including me. I was like, hell yeah, like here, shut up and take my money. So we went and bought Halo and the rest was history. And he just kicked my ass with uh, the shotgun to the head every time. But uh, <laughs> I could kick his ass now in Halo, hands down, because he hasn't played in like 30 years because yeah. he's a, a dad now. But Halo Infinite, let's get back to the crux of the matter. Halo Infinite, 
I believe it's part of Game Pass, and I highly suggest you play I it. I have thought about downloading it, and maybe this is my uh, call to arms. <laughs> this is your beacon. I am serving as your Holy Spirit of gaming, and you need to play this game because it's <laughs> – okay. It's okay. fucking slow your roll so there, fun. sir. <laughs> well, if, it's better than Fallout seventy six. That's for damn oh, sure. Oh yeah, I probably I'm, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to actually turn on Fallout seventy six again. I I was in the middle no. of something, but then I but then it I was, just sounds like it's taking yeah. up console hardware space, and you don't need yeah. that on your mem- uh, your uh, your hard drive. So yeah. delete it. Download Halo Infinite because now it's not. But I'm I to, it's not quite open world because you can't. It's not quite sandboxes. It's again, it, it's more sandboxy where you can't explore the entire map, but you can go pretty damn far. And, and then the story sure. progresses just so nicely. And then there's like there's bases to take over. There's Marines to save. It just takes that second level from Halo Combat Evolved and just blows it up into an entire game of just fun. And then on top of that, the interactions you have, you have Master Chief with an AI. I won't say who, but an AI and and then a pilot who's stranded on the island or stranded on the, the halo with you. And just the three of them, their interactions is just really fucking endearing. Like they just do a really the writing is so well done of the back and forth and the chit chat and keeping you engaged when they're talking. And as opposed to the master, the master chief is no longer just a one note, kill him up soldier. He actually kind of shows a little depth in the second half of the gaming, you know, those, the, the, the franchise like four five and six mm-hmm. or four five and infinite. So I'll hand it to the writers on that front and six infinite really brings it to the forefront with, um, especially with him and the AI and a lot of stuff going on there. So give infinite a try. Definitely okay. uh, a sandbox game not to be missed. If you have an Xbox. Okay, I'll definitely do that. Yeah, man. I'll, let's. I'll, I'm just gonna finish out this conversation by. Uh, uh, I I don't like to praise them often, but Game Pass is a a, a good product. Um, honestly, I I think that they're doing really well. Recently, they put out their numbers of how much money they're making from it. It was apparently close to three billion dollars just from uh, uh, console subscriptions, which was a little really? fucking insane to me. Um, but like honestly they're more deserving than any other uh uh uh, game streaming service at this point i have tried it on my phone the beta because they uh, have only they're only doing a beta right now for iphones but i've tried it and it actually is it works quite well yeah Mm -hmm. um i've only had a few hiccups i actually played like a solid two hours of fallout new vegas on it Mm. and it was good i'm really liking the fact like i agree with you on game pass being pretty effective i don't have it personally because i just don't play my xbox enough but sure. like just from a uh, but a pure outside standpoint i really dig the fact that a lot of new indie games get on there mm-hmm. and like one of the big ones that comes to mind is like cuphead those games drop you know on game pass like day one yes and it allows you you know, when it comes to indie games, you never really know what you're getting. There's no tour trial. There's no pedigree. There's nothing behind it. So you're really taking a risk. But with Game Pass, there's no risk. You can download the game, play it, give it a try. And if you like it, you got it. And yeah. that, you know, and, and that's great. Versus if it's not so great, then you never lost any. There's no risk, I, but high reward. And those companies, those studios that developed and put their heart and soul into those games have, uh, you know, Xbox, Microsoft is taking care of them 
regardless. Yeah. So I, I like that aspect. I like that they're really it is cultivating a nice, uh, an indie personality. It is a nice uh, way of, of exposing those indie developers as well. I totally agree. And 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 just to speak to that effect of of games where like oh if you if you download it and you uh, or if you stream it and like it then you can download it and and, and keep it around for a while. Um, yeah. or as long as it's on the service. And I, um, <clears throat> I did that with a couple of JRPGs, you know, I downloaded, uh, Dragon Quest 11. I hadn't played it. I, it always liked the look of it. So I decided to download it and, and try it out. And I usually like to keep my JRPGs on my switch. I like to keep, um, those kinds of, of games on portable. They're great for for travel and 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 for you know like late night. Especially turn based combat because you can just kind of hop in and out. Exactly, and especially since the switch has made it so easy to just pause and like uh, uh, turn off the switch and come back to it at any time, as long as it's charged. Um, I knock on wood. Uh, and so I I really like that aspect of my switch. I really like that for my JRPGs. I that's where I keep my library. So I've been using Game Pass as kind of like a a, a, a test out this game see how it plays. A demo service. Yeah, a demo service in a way. And, like, I'm going to play this is for that, a while. That's honestly what the video game industry like is missing right now is oh, demos. Oh, my God. Uh, there was... There, I've been seeing lots of articles about that, and that's... The, it was it was saying, Square Enix is fucking up a lot right now, but the one thing that they're doing... <laughs> the one thing That's that a whole doing, other episode, Graham. <laughs> but it was like that... It was like, they're fucking up a lot, but the one thing they're doing better than everybody else right now is demos. They are like. Have you noticed that all of Square Enix's games have been getting demos on on all the different platforms? Uh, and yeah. and that is key. That is a great uh, thing for people because it's a great way to I, build hype. When I first got if your game up, is good, when I first played Octopath Traveler, it was as a demo, and I loved it so much. I wanted to buy it. I already knew that I wanted to buy it before I did, but just playing it like confirmed that yeah. feeling, and well, I was so much was more excited. And and See, you, so you didn't grow I up with demo discs. I did though. No, I think you yeah. came a little after. My, I still, I still remember them. I wasn't the one. I'm not saying them, you don't remember, but, but I, I think you, them. you know the, you know. Demo discs, like they would come with magazines. You could get a demo disc yeah. and it had a bunch of games, or games themselves would have demos for other games yeah. on them, like just like a little trial to build hype for another one. And like that's exactly what a demo's for is like I'm interested in this game. There's and actually let me a confirm. Fun, there's a fun fact about this that I have for you about uh, like they were advertising demo discs in the uh, uh, two that uh, I think it was the. What was the the Charlie's Angels movie in like the early two thousands, late nineteen nineties? Oh, like the Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu. Yeah, yeah. And, well, uh, what year was that movie? Yeah. It was like nineteen ninety nine or something know. like that. Yeah. But they were they they did a like an offhanded advertisement of of uh, uh, demo discs in the background, and it was for it was Final Fantasy eight, and they had two kids on the floor playing the game. And it, they were acting like it was a multiplayer thing, and uh, but it's not a Christ. multiplayer game. <laughs> <laughs> I love when they have those uh, those those mishaps like that. That's hysterical. And so, uh, in in fact, if you are familiar with the YouTube channel The Completionist, 
Um, I am. Yeah, he's a good dude. He did a video on Final Fantasy VIII, and he, uh, one his bit. He usually does bits around his his uh, videos, his games that he completes. Um, for the bit for that one ended up being like, how can I play the multiplayer version of this game? <laughs> <laughs> and he even tried, I, um... he actually knows one of the kids who was in that. Is now, who's now grown up? He's one of his friends, and so he's like, "I need your help. How do you? <laughs> you play multiplayer. You were the you are the one. You were the only person who's ever played the chosen one." Uh, speaking of which, if I could just de- derail our conversation for just a hot second. Oh, it's uh, already derailed. He, yeah, true. <laughs> I hope he and um, uh, a lot of the other creatives in the video game industry are doing well because he was a part of uh, the resurgence of G four. Uh-huh. Uh, the video game channel that was great for a long time and then it died and then they brought it back 11 months ago online, including bringing in the completionist. He was one of the cast members and they just announced that they're closing G4. So um, I never, I mean, I never got into this new version of G4. It kind of looked a little hokey to me personally, but I know a lot of people were you know, very excited for it. So it kind of sucks for a lot of those professionals in the industry that are going through that. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, drunk thoughts and high opinions go out to those folks, and hopefully they uh, they land on their feet. Yeah. But uh, what were you saying? Um, I don't know. I derailed the conversation minutes ago. You did. You go on so many goddamn tangents. I'm gonna have to like. I need like a like a a safe word to keep you in line. I'm no, gonna be like it'll never work. Graham, Squidward. Can I just Squidward? Can I just say Squidward? It'll never work. Squidward. It'll never work. Squidward. No. Squidward. I'm sorry. <clears throat> it's Squidward. just not how I work. No, it's all right. You know, you're, you got high opinions. I, I, I imagine you do. I've had a lot of them, man. Yeah. Don't I know it? Too um, many. And they're like, <laughs> I got to get them out somehow. Mm. This is, this is my fucking therapy. <laughs> So how does that make you feel? Hi. <laughs> Clarification. Are you saying hi is in the greeting, H-I, or you are hi as in H-I-G-H? This is my best Dr. Phil. Yes. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, just, yes. Just yes. There you go. If, what better way to end uh, <laughs> a wonderful episode on bashing Bethesda and a few little bit of open world games? <laughs> a side note, a subtext, a, a, a cliff note, a spark note, whatever you want to call it. Yes, indeed. Well, yes, as you said, that is a weird note to end on, but if there's any what? note to end on, that's yeah. it. What do you want to talk about next week? Oh, man. Should we finally do do the John Wick universe? That Assassin's I think we should. I, I I watch I nobody to... <laughs> for fuck's yes, sake. That is my homework. I have homework. I need to watch nobody, but my I have watched all three John Wicks, all four movies again. <laughs> and um, see, I lucked out. I watched the first one on a plane. Second one, I rented on Amazon, and then luck would have it. My 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 good buddy here, Sunshine. He uh, owned the third one, so I borrowed that from him. Excuse me. So it worked out. But yeah. I have homework. I need to watch Nobody. Yeah. So we're going to try to do that. 
Not to spoil anything, but I re recently I, when we were talking about nobody, I got so excited. I re I went back and rewatched the the first real fight scene that happens, like the the real first one. That it's so good. It's so good. I watched it like three times. It's that good. It it's just one all of right, those. Right. It has it pumps you full of adrenaline when you're watching it. It I I'm, that's all I'm gonna say. As long as it's adrenaline and not something else, <laughs> I'm okay with it. But yeah, I'll watch I'm nobody. So and let's let's put on uh, let's put on fun in a week. Uh, just a heads up: next week episode might be a little funny because this coming week I'm going to Chicago for work, so you'll be recording remotely. So we could probably record, but it's going to be. Shitty audio did, and shitty video for me. Did you get my joke? You're going to be recording remotely. As if we don't already. You have a day job? No. Because you shouldn't quit it if you did. <laughs> <laughs> Christ, that was not a good joke. Oh, shit, fuck. But I'll be in Chicago next week for my job. But I will be bringing my computer and we'll find a time to... Uh, I'll find I'll find some time to watch nobody and uh, record some some drunken drunken thoughts. Uh, I'll Hell pull from the yes. the mini bar in the hotel. Cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, or you know I'll go out and get drunk and yeah, then get pre-gamed the and then come back and use the mini bar just like as <laughs> as like a a, a a just to just keep for the balance. Yeah, just to keep, just to keep, keep the, drinking. the puzzle going to keep the buzz going. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Did I did I mention this on our Vegas episode? Oh god, we can't keep this episode going, man. <laughs> no, it's it's a quick it's a quick thing. <laughs> okay, go. All the booze, drinks, and snacks in the hotels in Vegas are on sensors. Yes. So if you even like bump into it casually, yes. you're paying for it. Yes. That's fucking ridiculous. I'm sorry. Yes. And then I open the fridge with the hopes of like, is there space in the fridge for me to put like snacks, my own snacks in there? No, there fucking is not. That fridge was stacked. Yes. Yes. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> that is my response to everything. Rant over. Uh, John, John Wick next week. In the meantime, Graham, have you finished your fucking website? Okay, so when I announced the 20th last week, uh, I did not think about what day that would be, so I just announced today. So it's going to be out on the 22nd, uh, working on it. It's almost done. Uh, but well, this episode's not going to air until, like, the 20-something, oh, later right. on. All right, so I'll So just... is the episode live? Or the website, I mean, we're looking at the 28th is when this shit's supposed to drop. It's so. going to drop on, uh, on November 1st. Is your website 1st. live? It's gonna, the website is going to uh, uh, be live on November 1st. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me rephrase that. November 1st of which fucking year? <laughs> Uh, Coming soon, <laughs> mad-musings.com, 2023. <laughs> yes, the website is live right now. You can go to it at mad-musings.com. That is mad-musings.com. That's where you can find my short stories, my shorter stories, and uh, my poetry uh, scenes from plays, plays, and uh, everything else that involves words. Corey, where can, where can we find you? Other than uh, in a bar, on the toilet, in your bed, at work. Where can we find you? On the internet, perhaps? 
Visiting my girlfriend, probably. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's very nice. Uh, but beyond that, uh, working hard or hardly working. I, I said when you're not da, working. Da, 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 da. I was making a bad joke. Uh, I'm not quitting my day job either, buddy. Don't you worry. I have a website, and I feel like every time I tell people it's a long-ass URL that nobody wants to visit, or I'll put it in the, the description, and I never do. So I'm going to tell you right now, it is C.D. Rokes. That is Charlie Delta, R-O-K-E-L-S, dot Wix site, W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com mm. forward slash Corey Rokes. Why are you doing this to me, man? Because I say it every fucking week that my website's got a too long of a URL and nobody's, you know, nobody listening anyway. Oh. So I figured I'd finally give it out this one time. So again, that's C D R O K E S dot W I X S I T E dot C O M forward slash Corey C O R Y Rokes R O K E S. And if you spell my name with a fucking E in it, so help me God. He that's said all I got. It twice. Yeah, well, you got to repeat it because well, people don't. That's listen. all he's got, and that's all I've. That's all we've got. So that's a, That's it for us. And folks. I'm spent. That's it for us, folks. We will see you next week when we tackle the John Wick universe. I've been your high opinions. Grand. You want to try and tackle John Wick? Have you not seen a John Wick movie? Fuck that noise! <laughs> <laughs> like that dude will kill you in like a heartbeat. <laughs> Fuck that! It's, when we observe the John Wick universe from a safe is, distance if is, away, if it is Keanu Reeves, he can tackle me anytime. All right, so next week we tackle Graham's homophobic uh, appreciation <laughs> for Keanu Reeves. How homophobic? Not homophobic. I'm sorry. Jesus Homo- Christ. Oh. Homoerotic. Uh, homoerotic, thank you. Oh, see, he admits it. Uh, homoerotic if, <laughs> uh, yes. attraction to Keanu Reeves. Yes. All right. It's it's his personality. Yeah. Isn't it always? It is. Those are the best ones. <laughs> I'm Graham. I've been your high opinions. I'm Corey Rokes, and I'm still getting drunk on thoughts. All right. You do that, Corey, and you get you get back to me with those thoughts next week. I shall. Next week. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.